This episode of Didn't I Just Feed You is sponsored by By Heart. Longtime listeners know that Stacy and I both struggled with infant feeding stages with all our kids. Breastfeeding was hard, and choosing a formula was, well, also hard. We're thrilled to be working with By Heart, an infant nutrition company on a mission to make the best formula in the world. Not only is By Heart an easy-to-digest formula, their formula is also clinically proven for easier digestion, less spit-up, and softer poops versus leading infant formula. By Heart has their own patented protein blend that includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey-to-casein ratio, just like in early breast milk, which is tailor-made for a newborn's digestive system. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code D-I-J-F-Y for a limited time. That's byheart.com slash podcast and code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Additional terms and conditions apply. I'm a big advocate for cheese sauce because I think like it's a great opportunity to add flavor. It helps some of the um, heartier toppings like beef or chicken stick to the chips better. And it's just like so, so delicious. Like cheese me. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding us kids. Hey, I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. And today... We're going to talk about something so exciting. (laughs) All right. So we're going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to talk about nachos. And I'm pretty giddy about it, as you can tell. We're going to talk about nachos the whole time. Megan, can you explain why we're going to do this? Yes. It's so fun to talk about a single subject. And as we move through this season of Didn't I Just Feed You, we'll talk a little bit more about quote unquote, kid foods like chicken nuggets and French fries and cereal and all those things as single subjects. SpaghettiOs? SpaghettiOs? Oh, I feel like there's a whole thing about (laughs) pasta. Um, And broccoli. My kids are obsessed with broccoli, so I think it's funny. But nachos, we're specifically talking about this week ahead of a big football game slash commercial preview that's coming up. What? There's a football game coming up? But also because Stacey and I both think that nachos are one of the most underrated family meals for a couple of reasons. One, they use up leftovers. Two, they can be customized to suit everyone's like dietary preferences or pickiness, whatever you want to say. And three, what's the third reason we love Chips. nachos? Chips. Oh, and Chips. cheese. <laughs> Chips and cheese. (laughs) So this is like a brand new format for us on Didn't I Just Feed You? But I think it's going to be really, really fun. Stacey, what are some of your favorite nacho recipes? Oh my gosh, there are so many. You can't do that. That's like saying, what's your favorite color? I mean, it depends on the day of the week, my mood. (laughs) I'm going to ask you Like if I have my period or not. Is that inappropriate to say? I don't know. I could go on a little di- – <laughs> I could go <laughs> – That caused – I love it. That caused a like, uh. Well, no, because I could go on like a little side be- bender rant about how it's actually totally okay for you to talk about your period. And we should talk about our periods more. We but I have to – Because it really affects keep, My job dinner. here is usually to keep us on <laughs> subject and on track. So how about – how do you make nachos for your okay. family, Stacey? I'm actually going to tie it back to your question. Okay. Because there are a couple of factors involved, right? So what are the basics of nachos? We have chips. All right. And that's pretty straightforward. There's one 
is it though? of chips. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. But let's, let's, I'll throw it to you after I tell you my one okay. rule. Okay. I think the one rule is that they can't be those thin, crispy chips. I actually love those thin, crispy chips for some things, like when I'm just eating them straight out of the bag. But for nachos, you need hearty chips that can handle the toppings. Corn chips, they can be gluten-free if you need them to be, but they don't have to be. And I think that's pretty interchangeable at this point. The most common label for those style of chips, those like thick and hearty chips, is restaurant style. So if you're in the grocery store and you're like, I don't know what the heck Stacey means, we mean restaurant – or she means restaurant style. Okay, but I want to make an argument that nachos don't have to be – built on chips like you could do sweet potato baked sweet potato rounds i'm not sure that i agree with you on this (laughs) (laughs) i I sort of love when we disagree you're saying that's not nachos yeah i mean that is what i'm saying like yes okay sweet potato toast i'm putting it in quotes no one can see me at home we need to record these sessions i mean videotape these sessions yeah we will that'd be funny okay sweet potato nachos that's how I do my quote. That's my quote voice, people. Okay. Yeah, and I actually, I think that's very clever. I think it's fun. I think you can do it. I think it's great for game day. But I don't think that's what we're talking about tonight. And I also don't think that if we're talking about kid-friendly, everyone in the family is going to be super excited, game day, friends sleeping over, Everyone's going to be happy and psyched and party time. Woo, woo, yeah, yeah. You're not going to get the same reaction if you're building them on sweet potato slices. Okay, fair enough. So for this purpose, we're exclusively talking about nachos built on some kind of corn chip. I was. But you know what? Let's just take like 30 seconds if you want and, you know, go crazy. Sweet potatoes, what else I mean, can you build nachos on? I mean, sweet potatoes are the on? only ones that I would be like, okay, this makes sense. Like if you have a dietary restriction or like you do want your kids to ha- like enjoy a vegetable because it's covered in cheese and other awesome toppings, then sweet potatoes are a great option. But I do know that we're going to talk about that in a future episode where we talk about how to make veggies that you actually want to eat. Yeah. So for the, I actually for think it's purposes, easier just to make like a double stuffed sweet potato then, honestly, and not have to go through slicing it all. But anyway, that's just A me. few years ago, okay. I did um, a Whole30, which I did not enjoy. And you could I'll link to the story <laughs> about <laughs> about that for that I wrote for thekitchen.com. Because I think, like we talked about in last week's episode about the health halo, I think like Whole30 is kind of anti-intuitive eating. It's like another way of looking at diet culture. It's just kind of guys as being healthy. But I did enjoy having, quote unquote, sweet potato nachos during my Whole30 experience Um, because you can make like a cheese sauce that's not actually from cheese. Um, So. Okay. Fair enough. But fair. I I always enjoy when we agree to disagree. I love it. Which we do well. I love you. Heart emoji. Okay. Heart emoji. Chips. Now, you said cheese sauce. So this is another place where I do think that you can vary things up. Cheese. Okay? You can go with shredded cheese or you can go with cheese sauce. Now, shredded cheese. I say never use pre-shredded in this case. I know it's convenient. I'm often an advocate for it. Quick weeknight meals. I know it's easier. But 
It does have stuff on it that helps it not cake together in the package that does um, impede that kind of beautiful silky melting that you really, really want on nachos. So I think when you're making nachos, you want to take the time to just quickly shred a block of cheese on your own. Oh my gosh, Stacey, I'm going to disagree with you again. Oh my God. <laughs> this is amazing. Go ahead. <laughs> Go, go. I'm like, okay, it's Friday night. You've got kids coming for a sleepover. Like, please reach for the shortcut shredded cheese. I do think you have to read the labels on your shredded cheese because there are brands that do use anti-caking agents. Uh, like cornstarch, I think, is a big one. Or cornflowers, like how it might appear on the label. But there are brands. I'm specifically thinking of Tillamook, which is a West Coast cheese brand. They have some really nice shredded cheese that does not have the anti-caking agents we don't it. have and that here on the east coast I love I, but i bet if you looked you could find a brand on the east coast who's doing something similar so i say maybe think about your expectations like if you really want that cheese pull moment that like gorgeous silky cheese then heck yes you've got to grate your own but if you're like just trying to get dinner done and you have shredded cheese use it all right, all right. Second, we're, we're going. We're like batting we're, zero. We're I'm going to get my here. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting my sports metaphors mixed up. All right. So I say shred your own. Megan says don't. I say mix up your cheeses. Do you agree with that? Yes, I 100 oh, percent agree with that. All right, phew. <laughs> <laughs> I like a combination of like a sharp cheddar and then something that's super melty, like a Colby Jack. Yes. Yes. Whew. Or I like pepper jack too. Ooh, pepper jack is great too. Okay, yes. Great. <clears throat> um, how do you feel about cheese sauce? I could like spend the whole episode talking about cheese sauce. <laughs> that, and that I, makes me kind of hot for you. <laughs> <laughs> hot for cheese sauce. <laughs> Talk to me about that. Okay. Well, I will shamelessly plug that this week on the kitchen, I have a, a recipe for a sheet pan nacho that's like based on a cheese sauce. It actually use you make like you brown some beef and then you build a cheese sauce in the pan and pour that mm. over your nachos. Mm. But then you also use more grated cheese on top. Nice. So I'm a big advocate for cheese sauce because I think there's a there's like a, it's a great opportunity to add flavor. It helps some of the um, heartier toppings like beef or chicken stick to the chips better, and it's just like so so delicious. Like cheese me with you. So I also love cheese sauce for nachos, and I have a recipe too for. I actually made it as a dip. It's a chipotle beer cheddar sauce that I'll link to as well that is great on nachos. Okay. And it's got a nice bite. I love it. And I have another question while we're talking about cheese. Have you ever used any like non-dairy cheeses on um, nachos? I have not, so I can't really speak to that, but I'm curious if you have. I have because I, uh, as you know, Isaac was dairy-free for a very long time. Oh, yeah. I am not a fan of a lot of the big commercial non-dairy cheeses. And neither was he. Maybe if he had been dairy-free for longer, even though he was dairy-free for two years, I think he still had a taste for dairy. Mm -hmm. But he would rather opt for no dairy than to eat a lot of those big commercial brands. But we did discover, right before he went back to eating dairy without a problem, Miyoko's. 
Yes. And I don't know if it's available nationwide, but I know you can buy it online. Miyoko's Dairy, I think, but it's M-Y-O-K-O apostrophe S. We'll link to it in our show notes. And Miyoko's makes a non-dairy mozzarella that melts beautifully. And I know mozzarella isn't the same on nachos, wah, wah. It's not like that sharp cheddar, but it is something. And it also has a really wonderful mouthfeel, which honestly for nachos is a big part of it. Yes. Um, Especially once you load it up with like beef that's been flavored with taco seasoning. And, you know, you have some jalapenos there and you have a lot of that other stuff and salsa. Um, I felt like it did the job. I want to add that when I was doing Whole30, and I've served this also for some of our non-dairy friends, there's a recipe. I think it's the faux Martha, Melissa. She does this. um, It's called like a bitchin' sauce, and it's basically like almonds and nutritional yeast and some other like um, soy sauce or some other things that like make it super savory. And it's dairy-free, like quote-unquote cheese sauce, faux cheese sauce that you could use on nachos too. That sounds delicious. I think also America's Test Kitchen has a vegan cookbook that we really loved. And we never got to the nacho cheese sauce that I believe was cashew-based. Oh, cool. But everything else we tried in that book we loved. Okay. So cheese. We've got the basic rules are we love a cheese combo, yes to cheese sauce. And if you need non-dairy cheese, miyokos, and then maybe looking at like a bitchin' sauce or some kind of like saucy non-dairy cheese sauce. There you go. Go cheese sauce. Okay. This okay. is this is almost wait, before we let's do a lightning round of toppings, but before we get to that, I want to talk about the like nitty-gritty some techniques for making nachos when you're feeding your family and you have someone who like is non-dairy or you have someone who like really does not want to eat tomatoes right now. That's my husband forever. He does what? not like really? tomatoes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And so I but I think like a sal- a chunky salsa or even just like fresh chopped tomatoes is like a requirement on nachos for serving. So Absolutely. I think there are two techniques. One is sometimes we do this when it's just the four of us where everyone gets like a quarter sheet pan, which is like a tinier sheet pan, and we cover it with foil. And basically everyone gets to build their own nachos from a selection of toppings and cheeses, which is kind of funny because when your kids do that, mostly it's like cheesy chips. There's no (laughs) – But then my husband can skip like doing tomatoes and black olives on his – and I can have all of the toppings, including like sour cream and guacamole, which I'm like here for the toppings, here for the cheese and here for the toppings. Oh, yeah, obviously. So that's one of our techniques is to build individual servings on pieces of foil. But how else can you serve um, nachos to a diverse dinner crew? Oh, I mean, that's – I feel like that's the only way. <laughs> that's the way too. We also have quarter sheet pans. And, you know, I'll do the same thing. I mean, I'll – but I like hot and cold separated. So what I'll usually do is I'll put the cheese – I mean, the chips, rather, on the, you know, foil-lined sheet pan. And I'll sprinkle them with cheese. And layering is very, very important here. Here, here. And if we're going to go Mexican style, because we can talk about like varying cuisines and experimenting with flavors if you want in a minute. But I'll ask people if they want beans. And we can talk about refried and black beans too. That's like a whole other thing. Yeah. And I'll layer the beans if they want that. And the protein – 
you know, and it depends if you want to offer options there or not. Usually I don't offer that. Like that's, we either have chicken or we have pulled pork or we have beef that I've cooked or not if we're going vegetarian and people can say yes or no. And then I put that under, you know, in the oven and then under the broiler to get a little bit of the crisp and browned. And then I put all the cold toppings out and then people can kind of finish their own with the yes. cold toppings. And I would say that's the second variation on a technique for feeding picky eaters is like make one base of nachos if you're just using like one big sheet pan where it's like the cheese and the protein and the chips and you warm that in the oven and then make like half of the half the sheet tray like have all the toppings and half of the sheet tray have like maybe just a few toppings. Maybe there's not jalapenos and salsa on the kid's side. And then you only have one dish to clean up too, if you do it that way. Totally. Okay. Lightning round. You got me so excited talking about like pulled pork and stuff. I know. Wait, so can we talk about beans really quick though? Do you do refrieds or whole beans? I like to do black beans. Yeah, me too. Do Do you you ever do do refried? Um, probably. I'm sure there's like a desperation dinner where I was like, I'm just going to make nachos with what's in the pantry. And they were just refried beans. I mean, they're great and creamy. I would probably put them on under the cheese so they they stick a little better. But yeah. like the thing about refried beans is they're kind of thick and it's hard to like pour them on. So you're almost doing like scoops of Yeah, you're doing like beans. dollops. Okay. So that's how I feel too because I have a homemade recipe for refried and make it easy that I love the flavor of and I used to insist on using them because of the flavor, but it's just too hard. You end up with dollops and then it's too yeah. many because between the guacamole and the sour cream and then the beans, you're doing too much spreading. Yes. Right? Yes. It's a logistical issue. So we're team black beans here. We are. We're team black beans. See, we're coming back together, (laughs) Megan. It feels so good. Okay. Okay. All right. Now let's go to the... I I had an instinct that we needed to come back together. Okay. So... Lightning round on proteins? Is that what you were going to talk no, about? No, just or toppings. toppings in general. Okay. Because I think proteins count as a topping. I Great. think okay. we cover, like, okay, so the very basics of nachos is chips and cheese. And then everything else is like totally up to you, right? Like, you don't even have to put a protein on there. You could just do beans and a veggie. Like that's we do true. beans and corn a lot, and that's a great nacho topping. But and so do you use in- canned corn or frozen? Yes. Both. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. What do I have on hand? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think canned corn can be nice because you can get some seasoned canned corn. Um, I'm thinking specifically of – there's like a Trader Joe's jarred corn that has like some spices around Ooh. it, which is really yum. Um, but more often than not, I have frozen corn on hand. And sometimes like in the summertime, we have fresh corn that's yeah, like left over from grilling or whatever, and we'll use that. So all corn – is welcome on our nachos in our house. I have a controversial one. I prefer, personally, I don't foist this on guests. I prefer just cubed avocado to guacamole. Yes, I would agree with that. (gasps) You do? Yeah. (laughs) This is very exciting. For several reasons. One is because guacamole is basically, and I don't want letters, don't even bother writing in people. Do not at me. Someone's going to. uh, Guacamole is basically avocado mashed with salsa. I I know it's not, but 
I mean, more or less people. Let's okay, get a it can be. It's not always. I, I know. I hear what I you're know. saying. I might send you a letter. <laughs> I know. No, but I know that's not really what it is. And mine certainly isn't. And make it easy, by the way, I have three different guacamole recipes. I take guacamole very seriously. I love it. But if you're putting salsa on, and I have another controversial thing, I want homemade salsa or pico on my nachos. But anyway, we'll get to that in a second. So if I have homemade salsa on my nachos, then I don't need guacamole on my nachos. And it just requires more spreading. And I just talked to you about how I feel about spreading. You are anti-spreading. I'm anti-spreading. I just said that about the refried. Cubed guacamole is kind of like whole black beans. You get nice distribution, easier to eat. And then you get the avocado bite with the salsa bite. You know, you get a little bit. I also finish my nachos with a little bit of lime juice. And lime is a very important element in my guacamole. So I feel like I get the effect of guacamole, but with better distribution, easier to eat. There you go. Okay. What you're really talking about here, and this is kind of important, and maybe we should talk a little bit before about it before we get into our <laughs> lightning round, is the idea that the best nachos have varying textures and temperatures. Yeah. So you don't want too many creamy toppings. Like you don't want refried beans, guacamole, sa- uh, jarred salsa, and sour cream because it's going to be like too wet and creamy. Yeah. Those things are great. But when you are building nachos, you want some different textures. Like you've got the crunchy chips, you've got creamy cheese sauce, you've got sort of like the gooey melted cheese. And then hopefully you're complementing those like creamy warm flavors with some cool and varied textured toppings like chopped tomatoes and black olives and, as you said, um, chopped avocado. I've never done lime juice over the top of my nachos. And I feel like that might be a game changer for me. Yep. Tiny bit of acid. Okay. Quick lightning round. Acid. Let's do it. Let's do it. Your top 10 favorite toppings. Can you get to 10? I think I can. Okay. Okay. Oh, God. We're counting protein? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Carnitas. Yes. Or ground beef, not super lean, sauteed with homemade taco seasoning. Okay. okay. Those are my two favorite. I'm not so into chicken on my That's fair. I like those two. Pickled jalapeno. Okay. Cilantro is a must. Fresh mm, cilantro. I disagree. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I'll get to that in my life. <laughs> Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Uh thinly shaved purple cabbage. Okay. That's Absolutely. a new one to me, but I don't disagree with it. Love it. Okay. Uh, I said it already, but uh, squeeze a fresh lime juice. Okay. Sour cream, 100%. 100%. If there's no sour cream, take that back. Cubed avocado. Okay. Uh, homemade salsa. I have a homemade salsa that's so easy to make using um, canned fire roasted tomatoes and make it easy. Or a quick homemade pico that you just chop up really quickly. Okay. I feel like I'm missing something. I said the cubed avocado already? You did. I think you're I have like only at one more. nine or 10. I'm yeah. at nine. I'm counting on my fingers as I always do. Oh my gosh, one more. I'm not into black olives. I say no to the black olives. Okay. That's uh, like an anti-lightning round. 
but whatevs. Because I'm just going. <laughs> I'm just going through. I feel like I want something smoky, something smoky, but I don't know. I'm gonna just. Uh, I guess I'm just gonna leave it right here. Oh, scallion. Sure. Scallion is a good one. Yeah. yeah. I'd put that on my list. Um, I also feel like if you want something smoky, you could always incorporate like a adobe, adobo pepper. Is that oh, what you want to yeah, say? Like chipotle, chipotle and adobo into your salsa or yeah, into your protein. I like it. I like and it. also I, like I like like recently that. had like a love affair with a, with smoked salt for finishing oh, things. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I love you. Penzi's Spices carries a couple different smoked ones, which are really great and affordable. And then also Malden, the kind of like flaky salt, they have a smoked salt, which is excellent on nachos, but also like on brownies. Ooh. All right, Love I'm going to get into my lightning round and disagree with you on some things. All right. I do think you can do chicken as a protein option. I would do like a slow cooker salsa chicken where you basically like put chicken breasts or chicken thighs in a slow cooker and cover it with salsa and let it get really soft and shredded and then shred it and put like chop it up also so it's nice small bites. I think you kind of have to do the same thing with carnitas too yeah, or pulled pork. I don't like you have to chop just it not, up. I just didn't want to put it in my top 10. Okay. Well, nice. I would put it in my top 10 cuz it's affordable, right? And like sometimes it. like that's one of the options at a restaurant and if you're trying to make like restaurant quality nachos at home, pulled chicken or salsa pulled chicken might be a great option. I do like pickled jalapenos, but I also think fresh jalapenos are a great option. Love it. And while I love salsa, generally when we make nachos at home, we do fresh chopped tomato on top of everybody's and then um, individual servings of salsa or hot sauce Um, because not everyone in our house likes spicy food. What else? Oh, queso fresco, like a fresh crumbly cheese. I know. I'm like heavy into the cheese. I do think that having like cheese sauce and then grated cheese and then queso fresco might be like my ultimate nacho. Um, I'm only at three. I I think we should talk more. I mean, I know you mentioned purple cabbage, but I do think there are a lot of other vegetables that you could throw on – Nachos that you might not think about, like if you roast like chopped veggies during your meal prep or um, during or you do it as part of dinner during the week and you have those left over, throw those on nachos for sure. Nice. Um, we talked about a little bit about corn, which is another one of our favorite toppings, mostly because our kids will eat it. And as you can tell, I'm trying to use nachos as a vehicle for veggies. I think that's a really great tip. And I was going to say we should bring it back also to like – how can family cooks use this practically to feed their kids? And so I think these are really, really great tips. Thank you. I disagree about cilantro only because I don't like the taste of cilantro. And so I'm more likely to put chopped fresh parsley or even, like you said, a scallion or a green onion instead. Also, Stacy, I can't believe that you didn't say this. Pickled red onion on top as a cold. Because that's like one of your favorite recipes. It is. It is. And actually, yes, you're right. Yes. I take back scallion. (laughs) I substitute. No, no, no. Red onion, pickled red onion is mine. Um, (laughs) Okay, you have it. But yes, I second. Um, I do think talking about like salts and stuff, there are some like dry herbs and spices that you can add. And here's when I would add them. Yes, to taco seasoning, homemade or in the packet, I would always put it on the protein if you can or build it into your cheese sauce if you can. 
dried or fresh oregano. If it's dried, I would again build it into your cheese sauce or put it into the thing on to the things that are going to go into the oven because it'll just bring out that flavor. I think oregano is a really underrated dried herb. Um, that really does kind of add a lot of flavor and make you go, hmm, I don't know what that is, but I really like it. And then I think like chipotle powders are great if your kids are into spicy foods or you're into spicy foods. I love, love, love sour cream. And and now I can't remember what episode we talked about this in, but sometimes I don't buy sour cream and I use Greek yogurt instead. Oh, yes, that's right. I know you disagree with this. I know you do um, prefer to have like sour cream and Greek yogurt at all times in your kitchen, and I respect that, but I don't always buy sour cream. So if I'm making scrappy nachos, I definitely do Greek yogurt. Yeah, I like I think that might be my top seven. Oh, hot sauce. I mentioned it a little bit talking about hot salsa, sauce. but um, my husband always likes to have his nachos with hot sauce, and I kind of agree. And it might be a good opportunity to talk about what hot sauces we love. I love the Louisiana brand Crystals. Yeah. Yes. How about you, Stacey? What are some um, hot sauces so you love? So we have uh, Cholula's is a favorite in our Yes. Uh, yes. And actually, I have to say that my younger son has never liked spicy food. And uh, my older son has always really like been open to spicy foods. And we've really modeled an openness to spicy foods. And we've never been like, no, he won't eat that. That's too spicy. In fact, I think if you've been listening for a while, you've probably heard me even joke that when I make something too spicy by accident, I'll just put it in front of Oliver anyway and be like, he'll be like, oh, no, it's not spicy. It's spicy. And I'm like, "Ah, no, 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 it's okay. Because I'll (laughs) usually like not have anything else to feed him. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to cancel dinner because it's too spicy. (laughs) So I'll just like lie. (laughs) And he's really turning the corner on spicy foods and kind of being open to it and wanting to join the rest of the family. And Cholula's is actually pretty mild. And he recently asked for some and put yeah. a little on his food on his own. It has a lot of garlic flavor. To yeah, it, and he which loves I garlic. Love. Yes. So, you know, if you have like maybe a kid who's getting a little bit older, who's a little bit curious about spicy foods, but maybe a little bit nervous, just kind of be open to it and don't be like, no, 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 that's too spicy. You know, my husband has actually done that a couple of times where he'll be like, oh, be careful, it's spicy. And we've talked about it afterwards where I've said, you know, don't do that. Let him just try it and let him tell you if it's too spicy. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. And where, you know, he's starting to open up about spicy foods. That's so, awesome. I'm, I'm hoping to turn that corner. And we do too try not to be like, oh, careful, it's spicy. Or, oh, you won't like this, it's spicy. But Ella, my oldest, is so spice averse that sometimes I just give her a heads up. Like, yeah, hey, this yeah. is a little bit spicy. And usually she'll try and she'll be like, oh, this is fine. Or she'll be like, oh, yeah, it's too spicy for me. And so that's why we sort of like temper or layer in spices when it comes to things like nachos. Like we want it spicy. But I also don't, as you said, I don't want to cancel dinner. So I try to find a balance of like where we can add spice on top or to individual servings and like where we can put just a little bit in to sort of like increase their awareness and get them used to spice because spice is wonderful. Um, Makes everything taste better. Yeah, it's good. And then you bring up a good point. You have to know your kid. If you have a kid who's going to freak out if they're taken by surprise, you do have to warn them. But if you have a kid who might be open to it, you know, kind of let them discover on their own. 
Yeah, I almost never warn our four-year-old because he doesn't mind spicy food, and he'll be really funny about it. He's like, <laughs> ah! I can imagine him making funny faces. <laughs> he'll make some funny faces, and he'll be like, it's spice. <laughs> oh, I love okay. it. Before we sign off, we need to share our top three food emojis from this week. All right, Megan. Are you ready? I'm ready. It better be good. What are yours? Mine are, very appropriately, cheese. Nice. That's so perfect. <laughs> it's so perfect. Broccoli. Okay. Oh, what was the last one? Oh, and wine. Oh. Which is funny because I actually haven't been drinking at all this week, including wine, but, you know. You were, you were, encur- you were pushing I was someone encur- else maybe to Maybe encouraging wine. another mom in my life That's to hilarious. have as much wine as she wants. As she needs <laughs> or needs. Okay, what are yours? Okay, so let me look. Mine this week are... Are they appropriate or not? This is interesting. Dumpling. Mm. Oh, somebody was recommending a dumpling place to me. Yes. And noodles. Okay. I wonder if the place has noodles too. And coconut. <laughs> coconut. Hey. Coconut. Now, but I do wonder, that brings up people. Do you guys make nachos in other flavors? Like maybe Asian-inspired nachos? Oh. Let us know. Maybe hop onto our Facebook listeners group. And tell us how you experiment with flavors using nachos, because actually, that's one of the great things about nachos, too, is that you can use, like, pita chips or wonton chips or just use tortilla chips and build in different flavors. Use, like, hoisin pulled pork instead. If you want to – yeah, there you go. So if you want to hop on, it's facebook.com backslash didn't I just feed you. Find the listeners group, and the password is whiskey. Whiskey. And most importantly, subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so you don't miss an episode, because maybe we're going to do a whole other episode about alternative nachos. (laughs) (laughs) And if you like what you hear, tell your friends about us and leave us a review on iTunes. It makes a really big difference. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jim Endo. A huge thank you to our editor, Jeremy Enns, and the team at Counterweight Creative. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to smash all five stars on iTunes and subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding us kids and families. What's the grossest thing you've ever eaten, Oliver? Don't know, but there's something that's gross that tastes good. Potatoes and maple syrup.